We are pleased to have Kirk Eason here. You're smiling. Always. We're pleased to have Kirk Eason here. Uh, he is a fundraiser, head fundraiser, right? For Southern African Bible College. So be sure to have your checks ready when you say hi to him tonight. <clears throat> I had an opportunity to have dinner with uh, Kirk last time, and I found out the, the, the point where you get to where he lets his guard down is when bunnies come into the picture. So you'll have to ask him. I, I, I said I would say it, but I'm not going to say the, the story behind it. But uh, that's for all of you to get to know Kirk to the point to where bunnies are brought up. Uh, we, we made it to that point. Uh, Kirk is uh, uh, under the oversight of the Memorial Church of Christ in Houston, Texas. Uh, he's been uh, just returned from South Africa and is going to give us an update and report on that. And so, Kirk, look forward to hearing from you. The wonderful grace of Jesus reaches me. That's why we're here, isn't it? That's why we're talking about Missions Month and having different missionaries come in and different mission works come in and talk about it because the wonderful grace of Jesus reaches you and me. What do we do with it? We've got to tell somebody. We've got to share it. We've got to take it to the world because that gift of the wonderful grace of Jesus is not just for me. It's given to me so that I can share it with other people. And then we go, well, what can I do? I can't do anything. Well, this whole month you're going to hear about things that you're doing, maybe even without knowing it. But I had to have that verse read because that is one of my favorite, most challenging verses. Because it's easy to say that God can do amazing, incredible things that we've never asked or can't even imagine, right? God can do that. He created the universe. He worked throughout time and history. He raises the dead. He gives uh, the sick health again. We've seen that in Scripture. God can do incredible things. But that verse is not talking about what God does off by himself. We are giving honor and praise and glory to God through Jesus Christ because of what he does through you and me, through us, right? It's easy to say he can do it by himself, but it's a little harder to say, oh, look at my life and my impact on the world and the things that I say and do and the interactions that I have with people, they can be amazing and they can produce fruit that is beyond what we could ever ask or imagine. That's what you're going to be hearing about in Missions Month. So thank you for your partnership in this effort and all the others, but also thank you for what you do in this community, for the interactions that you have with your neighbors and the people at school and your coworkers, because God will use those things to do incredibly, amazingly, abundantly more than all you ask or imagine. So I do work with Southern Africa Bible College, and the bunnies, I'll just tell you real quick, is the worst mistake I've ever made in having a pet. Anybody ever have pet bunnies? Indoor pet bunnies. I don't care about the outdoor kind. Indoor pet bunnies. No return. No return. They're scared of everything, and they chew up your walls and your furniture. It's a horrible experience, but we still have them, and we love them. That's the bunnies. 
But I do work with Southern Africa Bible College, and I want to go over just briefly a little history because I'm not involved with this school because of its history. I'm involved with this school because of its future, and I hope that you are too. But in 1966, two faculty members and five students got together under this tree in Benoni, South Africa. Benoni is a suburb of Johannesburg. Johannesburg is a city of four million people. Johannesburg, uh, Benoni today is about 250,000. And they said, how are we going to reach Southern Africa with the gospel? Now, let's put that into perspective. That's like seven of us getting together today and say, okay, we're under this oak tree. How are we going to reach the western half of the U.S. with the gospel? That's a big vision, right? This is a huge vision. But we can find that after 56 years, we've had over 1,500 attendees from over 30 different countries who are now preaching, teaching, evangelizing, and leading in over 50 countries around the world. So if you go to Scotland, you'll find some of our graduates. If you go down to New Zealand, you'll find some of our graduates. They're just all over the place, but mostly in Southern Africa. Jeff, it's not working. Will you advance the slide for me, please? This is our campus today. We have a 22-acre campus with dorms for men and women, married student housing, faculty housing. Go ahead. We have a library that was built in 2000. Go ahead and click it for me if you would. A library that was built in 2000 to go along with our accreditation because we're an accredited college offering a bachelor's degree in theology. But amidst all that growth and all that change, there's still one thing that remains the same, and that is our purpose. Our purpose is to equip local Christians to preach, teach, evangelize, and lead, to take the gospel to their part of the world. That stayed the same. Now, that's as much history as I'm going to cover, right? Again, I'm focused on the future, and what we want to do is, uh, go ahead, is I want to let you hear from some of our students, because they're a lot more interesting than me. Now, I'll tell you there are 11 official languages in South Africa, and most of these students will have grown up speaking a different one than English, but everyone will learn English uh, as they go through K-12 education, okay? Um, so if you don't understand something, let me know afterwards, and I'll, I'll be sure and, and clarify that for you. But Tato here, he got a diploma with us, a one-year degree with us so several years ago, and he went out and he worked in youth ministry, and then he was a preacher for a congregation, and now he's back. He wants to finish up his bachelor's degree, and the college loves this guy. This guy has done some great work uh, with the Timbisa Church you'll hear about, um, but then also they want him to work for the college. This is the future leadership of Southern Africa Bible College, so I'm excited about that. I'm going to try this. Nope, if you would, pass, do it for me again. And I'm a third year student at the Southern Africa Bible College. I used to serve as a youth minister and evangelist and an evangelist in Tembisa Church of Christ. And now I'm here at the Bible College to further uh, my studies. I came back to Southern Africa Bible College because I realized that after getting my uh, diploma, I really need to increase my credentials so that I can get my degree, which will then help me to do my honors because I want to jump to the master's in psychology. One thing that I'm really passionate about, I've been chasing since I was really young. 
And so I realized uh, coming back to South Africa Bible College would help me, and things are working out for me because I'm understanding theology much better now, I think because I'm much mature and uh, more focused, and I'm just enjoying what is happening right now. I'm hopeful and I trust that I'll get my degree and uh, do my honors, then uh, proceed with my dream. After graduating from, from the Bible College, I went to college, however way they can use me. And I want to pursue my career in counseling. I have my own organization, Perspective, which I do counseling in. So I want to mend ministry with counseling because my favorite subject here is pastoral counseling. So I want to match that with um, what I'm trying to pursue and also with my affiliation with the Council of Counselors here in South Africa. I can only do that if I, I finish my degree, my honors here. So with the support here, we are, it is helping us to push ministry to the side. And when we're talking about ministry, we're talking about evangelism. We've got a lot of ministries this side. Evangelism, which is supported, if we can use the system of tributaries and the term. So the tributaries will be your benevolence, counseling, um, uh, singing ministries, children's ministries, VBS, and so forth. All of those are contributing towards evangelism. And so that could not move had it not been uh, of the funding that comes from uh, America. Because here, uh, we are sustained because of that, we are encouraged because of that, and we know that we are in good hands, and that encourages us to keep pushing. I must say, it's really hard out there. It's not easy to, to push nature, especially if you are a young person. In South Africa, theology is not really popular. So uh, when you're doing theology out there, you, you really have to be strong. But it could be worse if it was not of the support that comes from America. Um, there are many people that are getting baptized. I speak from experience, having worked with the Tempisa Church of Christ. There's a lot that we've introduced there. Good ministries that have contributed towards evangelism. And every time I go back home, I smile because of the work which has been done. We have a lot of people who have been baptized. And uh, every time people want to know where do we come from, and we're proud to say I'm from the Southern Africa Bible College, as a result of that, we have a young man here who saw the work we do in Tempis and said, I want to come to, to, to SEPS. And it's not only him who came, the young lady as well is here because of that. And it's not only me, it's teamwork, the same work that I, I, I do. My brothers and sisters out there are doing the same. Um, my dream is to see at least five people from one congregation coming to the Southern Africa Bible College. It is important for Africa as a whole uh, because if we stay Without having people here, five years from now, we won't have uh, preachers, active preachers, and ladies who are doing work out there. So I must say, not to boast, there's a difference from someone who's uh, just a regular member and someone who's from the Southern Africa Bible College. There is an obvious difference because the content is different. All of that would not happen had it not been of the work that you're doing. So he covers so many different things in there. I want to point out a few. One, he talks about the support that comes from America. But I want to also tell you that this work has growing, growing financial support in South Africa. 
So 10 years ago, 250,000 rands a year were given to the college from churches and individuals in South Africa. And 2019, over 750,000 rand were given to the school. Our second and third largest supporting congregations are both in South Africa. This is a work that the people there say is important and we need to give to. And we're just partnering with them until someday they don't need us anymore, right? Second thing is, he mentions how many people were baptized. That's really true. There is a problem we have in Southern Africa, and the problem is, is that people are receptive to the gospel. Why is that a problem? Well, because if you don't have preachers, teachers, evangelists, and church leaders out getting the truth to people, then you leave fruit to rot on the vine, to ripen on the vine, to end up seeking meaning and purpose in something else if we don't have the evangelists out there. So we're trying to get as many out there as we go. And the third thing he kind of points to, I've seen for 11 years, I've been working with the school, is thinking about ministry holistically and critically. Talking about how are these, all these things, all these different ministries lead people into the church. Because you see, what I've learned about our graduates and about what we teach at the school, it's not about how many people you can baptize. It's not about getting people dumped. It's about how do we grow churches? How do we plant and grow congregations that are led by local people? Right? When you go to Southern Africa, you're not going to have a, a mission effort where you baptize a thousand people on one weekend or something like that. But we're going to slowly and steadily and purposefully go out, evangelize, reach people, and build congregations. Okay? How do we know that? 20 years ago, there were 300 churches of Christ in South Africa alone. Today, there are over 450, and it continues to grow. Go ahead and click it for me again. This is the young man that he referenced, the young man that came from uh, Tembisa, but I wanted to let you hear from Sia also. Just finished a retreat last year. Uh, I come from the Eastern Cape. There's a village called Stexroom, which is not far from Kunstam. Yes. So I was, I was, I was staying in Tembisa while I was staying in Tembisa. So there's a friend of mine who played rugby together. So he's that friend he stayed in the church. So that's how I knew the church. And then one day I decided to visit. Then I met Deborah Tato Ma. And he's the one who preached to me, the one who baptized me, the one who told me about the college. Uh, the reason why I decided to come to the Bible College is because I want to know more about the, the Word of God. Because I felt like there are a lot of people out there who are preaching uh, false doctrine. So I want to be part of them. So, yes. When I graduate, um, my wish is to, is to, is to become a, a full-time preacher and also be a, a police chaplain. Yes, chaplain the police force. Um, I, I, I love uh, the police work. Uh, I've been the police force for three years since I was in, in high school. And before I came here, I was working with the police force under the youth uh, drug prevention test. So I fell in love with the police force and also my late uncle was, was, was also 
this officer. So he's the one who basically inspired me. Yes. I would like to say I love them and I would like to thank them for the support they, that uh, they have given to me because uh, it, it's a lot of money if you are not in a church to come to the, to, the, to the college and some of us are coming from different uh, backgrounds, different families who could not afford but through them well, we are here so I would like to send uh, my gratitude to them. Thank you very much. So again, this is um, what we're doing. We've got students that come, they're first and foremost. This is what I hear over and over again. I want to know the Bible better. I want to know the Word of God better so that I can share that with other people and you can get that passion that they have, both male and female. So I want to go ahead and click through um, one more. Click again at two more times. Go ahead and skip. We're going to have to skip Stanley. This is my first presentation since being back and having all these videos, so I'm kind of feeling out time and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I hope that if you're interested, you'll sign up for our email newsletters. You'll get these videos uh, in that. So one of the other things that we did is I visited the Shiawela Church, and this is a church in Soweto, South Africa, that four years ago, uh, five years ago, one of their members came to the college after he retired. He wanted to learn more about Scripture and minister better at his congregation. He was 61 years old, came back to school. Then he started getting the students involved. This, is college, this church has been around for 60 years, but it never had any connection to Southern Africa Bible College. And so he started getting the students to come over and work, and then they hired an individual to start preaching for this congregation, a graduate of the school, the gentleman on the right there that's holding the phone, taking a picture. His name is Sangezu. And after about four months, that congregation had grown from 100 to over 200. And um, now in 2019, they appointed their first elders. And because of COVID slowed them down, they now got to appoint their first deacons. And so we were there for that Sunday. And what this article is going to be in the uh, Christian Chronicle, uh, and you can read it, but what she doesn't mention, the author is that Songezu is a graduate of Southern Africa Bible College. One of the elders is a graduate of Southern Africa Bible College. The gentleman at the podium is one of our board of directors uh, and an elder at a church nearby. And then the second gentleman from the left is a health inspector for hospitals and attending Southern Africa Bible College on the side. They believe in the importance of what we're doing. And they uh, send their people and make it a point to be part of it. That, to me, is very encouraging. Go ahead and clip. Uh, and I'll go ahead and let you hear. This is the gentleman that I said had retired. It's just a very short clip. Go ahead. If you do have a congregation without somebody from sex, from the Bible College, you better think twice of because you will never succeed. I've got, I've got the experience before and after because I was, I haven't been there since I've been baptized. Was, there was no one from the Bible College. After that, because you'll be working more harder, because you know you have a knowledge now of the Bible from the college, your increase, it will be more than 60% or 100%. Because you have knowledge, and again, you're not going to um, you know, spend time arguing with the people. It's not necessary for you because now you know. No, you've got to know 
I'll only say please if there's a relative there outside in South Africa. Let's encourage more people to come to the Bible College because that's our future. Those words struck me pretty hard. Right? He's speaking from his own personal experience. He's not speaking across the board for all churches in South Africa or anything like that. But to this individual, he says, we need to keep this going. This is our future. And if he was the only person I'd heard that from, I would think, eh, okay, that's interesting. But I hear it over and over and over again from Cape Town, from Port Elizabeth, from Durban, from many other places uh, that the Bible College is that important to them. Clip through one more time. I want to tell you about, we do have several female students, and I want to tell you about one of those this time. Pinky is one of those students. She's 30 years old, has a family, two young kids. And uh, while she's there, she's in her third year. And one of the things that she talks about doing is she says, you know, this degree is so you can serve the church. You get this knowledge so you can serve the church. It's about the church is why we're here. I want to teach ladies' classes. I want to teach Sunday school. I want to be involved in the church and help women come to Christ. But it's also helping them in other ways because we're, we're accredited. She can go on for an honors degree, a one-year degree after a bachelor's degree and get it in something else and become a teacher, become a psychologist, become whatever it is. She has options because she has this bachelor's degree. But she's also started a ministry while she's in school, a registered NGO, non-governmental organization. She saw a need in South Africa for girls in need. They didn't have uh, sanitary pads. And so they could miss up to a week of school a month. And their families you know, couldn't afford it or just didn't think it was that important. I mean, how, why did they need the education? They, they can miss a week of school a month. That won't hurt them. Well, yeah, it's going to hurt. So she started providing, uh, raising money there in South Africa from churches and from individuals and then also looking at corporations as well to help donate to, the, to this cause. And she goes in and she not only delivers the packets, but then she talks to them about the importance of staying in school, the importance of education, the sex education, and then also about Christianity and about how God loves them and cares for them. And so she started this ministry completely run and led by South Africans, and this is a really exciting thing. I just started this last year, so I'm really looking forward to hearing more. But that's just an example of one of the female students that we have and what they're doing. Go ahead and clip through me. So Randy said to have your checks ready. <laughs> I'm not really going to ask you that. I, here's my challenge to you, okay? You're going to hear about a lot of mission efforts this month. And you're going to be exposed to mission efforts. I'm encouraging each one of you at whatever age you're at, each one of you, to find one mission effort that you have a passion for. Maybe it's one that's presented about this month. Maybe it's something else. Find one mission effort that you believe in and that you have a passion for and connect to it. Sign up for us at signing up for email newsletters. That's it. I send out one every two or three months. It'll have a video in it. It'll have information about what's going on, information about trips. Connect to the ministry. Whatever ministry you have a passion for, sign up. Connect to it. Number two, pray for it on a regular basis. Pray for it 
on a regular basis. Here's what I have to remind you for that. So by the way, I have old newsletters out in the back. You can pick one up, read about what's going on in years past. But I also have a few of these notepads, and you can have as many notepads as you want. If you don't get one tonight, because this is my last box, I've got some going to be delivered next week, and I'll mail them to you. But here's some notepads, and you can have as many as you want. I just have one caveat. Every time you use it, you pray for Southern Africa Bible College. Easy enough? Okay. Take as many as you want, but pray for the mission effort that you have a passion for on a regular basis. Number three. Support it. Yep. Write checks. Give to it. It doesn't matter. Is it $10 a month? Is it $25 a month? Is it $50,000 a year? Anybody? I mean, come on. We're taking. We support the ministry. But not just with your money, with your time. With your talents. One of the best ways is number four. Introduce it to others. If you know another congregation, another individual that might be interested in hearing about this, man, connect me. I would love to talk to him. I talked to a guy who said he was supporting this preacher in Africa. He's been supporting him for 20 years. And he said, his kids are getting old. They're going to college, and now I'm supporting the kids too. And, and they're doing incredible work. I've been over to visit them. Not one of our graduates, but I've been over to visit them. And it's just taking everything I've got to support them. I said, well, who have you told about this? Well, nobody. You're finding meaning and purpose in life by supporting this good work, and you're not telling anybody about it? That might be a problem we have in Christianity today. Tell somebody about it. Introduce it to others. And then number five, go visit it. Go see it. If you can't go your, yourself, be a part of sending somebody that you trust. Don't just listen to me or whoever else is coming. Go see it for yourself, right? I'm telling you the truth, but, you know, if you go, it's going to make a difference. I had a lady tell me a few years ago, it was $3,000 to go on the trip with me. She said, I'll just give you $3,000, and then you can support a student. I said, that's great. Here's where you send the money. I never got a check. But I know if she had gone, I wouldn't worry about $3,000 because she would be praying and promoting and supporting the ministry in whatever way she could for the rest of her life, right? I don't care. Find a ministry that you have a passion for. Connect to it. Pray for it. Support it. Have personal buy-in, right? Tell others about it, and then go visit. Click on it. If you go with us, we've got a trip going March 2nd through the 14th. Um, we do, the problem in South Africa, churches are growing fast. So we do Bible class teacher training workshops. Because they got all these kids in school, in the Bible classes, but not enough adults to teach them. So I'm pleased that Sharon Jackson from the Eastside Congregation is here with us tonight. She's uh, gone with us before and helps coordinate those classes. And so if you'd like to have more information from somebody that's not paid to be there, talk to her. She's been there and seen it, and, uh, and would love to tell you about the trip as well. Click on through. Uh, you'll have an opportunity to encourage, to sit down with students. Click again. Have in-depth, uh, go ahead and click again. Have in-depth conversations. We'll live on campus, hang out with the students. Click again. Go ahead, and we'll go visit local ministries. This is a local ministry to a squatter camp where they've planted a church and feed about 40 or 50 kids a day. Go ahead. And we'll worship at local congregations. Uh, one of the congregations we're going to is Chittimbini Congregation. It's just a thousand-member congregation in the northeast part of South Africa. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I've never been. But we're going to go there, and we're going to do Bible class teacher training workshops. Click again. And then we'll experience some of South Africa's beauty as well. Give you a chance to get eaten by a lion. It'll be great fun. So I'm going to be with you. I'm going slower than you are, so you're all right, right? 
you got to just be faster than one other person. Click again. This is the group that went in March of 2019. Give us a break. It was 5.30 in the morning at that time. Click again. All right. I'm going to share this with you, and then I'll be done. But this is uh, at the Meadowlands Church of Christ, and it's the congregation that uh, was 250 members. They hired two of our graduates to do full-time evangelism. Between them, they could speak seven of the 11 official languages in South Africa. So they were able to reach out in the whole community around the church. And it grew from 250 to 350 and then planted another church further out. I said, I want to see that. I was shocked because what I didn't know was not included in that 350 number was the 150 kids they had in Bible class that morning. Go ahead, click. You didn't teach them that song. You didn't teach them the notes. You didn't teach them the music. You didn't teach them the words. But because you support Southern Africa Bible College, you're part of the reason they know it. Thank you for your partnership in this effort. It is making a difference in people's lives. But it's easy to talk about something that's 10,000 miles away. It's a little harder to look at Scripture and look at ourselves. So here's the challenge. I challenge you to get involved with a mission effort Knowing this, Ephesians 3, 20 and 21, out of him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his work in us, to him be the glory forever and ever. What unimaginable, powerful things is God going to do in your life and in your community by working through you? My prayer is that you will open yourselves to God's use and his work, not only in this, in, around the world, but in this community and those lives that you come into contact with. If you have any needs this evening, won't you come as we stand and sing this song?